Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. Our final full all-together evening show of 2022. I feel like we should have gotten dressed up like a ball. Something. Something nicer than we usually wear. I'm just saying like it's, it's a cool event. Yeah, like a tuxedo? Yeah, I mean something like that. Was last Collared time shirt? When was the last time you wore a tuxedo? Prom? Which is, I'm guessing, a while ago. Yeah, it was about 10 years ago now. It feels like a while ago. Yeah, I, um, I don't know my last tuxedo, but I, I, I do, I'm do. i going to a wedding on uh, Friday, so I'm wearing a, uh, a – I got a tailored suit for the first time in a long time. I've been wearing suits. I've been to a, a couple weddings this summer. Yeah. Uh, I've been – what do you think about the winter wedding, by the way? I mean, I, I think we've all – I've been to a summer wedding this past year, Elliot uh, Shore Parks' wedding, uh, the one before that, a summer wedding, some fall weddings. Winter wedding. Well, it feels a little chilly. Well, we've discussed that fall weddings are selfish. Well, that's yeah. That yeah. was something that was brought up at one point on this on this yeah. show. But this is a winter wedding. I'll be at on Friday. Winter. I don't mind a winter wedding. Yeah, Friday. I think I'm supposed wedding. to go to a wedding next year around the same time, like around New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I I don't actually know if I've ever been to a winter wedding. I also love a Friday wedding. If I'm gonna have to take off work, let me get back and home in time for football on Sunday. That's I mean that's my plan. I'll, I'll be in Maryland for a wedding on Friday, and and then we'll be back uh, to watch the Eagles game on Sunday. All right. Couple of things I want to hit on here. I want to play Nick Sirianni. What he had to say about the injuries. Uh, I want to discuss this Lane Johnson situation because I do think it's it's kind of tricky for the Eagles and how I'd handle it. And also your phone calls two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Are you worried? Very simple. I'm not. I am not worried about a team. They've lost two times this year, and they've to lose those games. It's taken four turnovers in each game, and both games were within one score with seconds to go. I mean, like they've barely lost two games the entire season. And they both come when they shot themselves in the foot. It's not a team I'm worried about. I still believe this Eagles team will be fine. I believe they're going to clinch the number one seed with a victory over the Saints on Sunday at the link. And then when you call and we'll play Explicit History, we'll give you a moment in Philadelphia sports over the last year. You tell us the name bleeped out. First, though, here's Sirianni, latest on the injuries, including Avante Maddox and Lane Johnson. Obviously, Lane and and, uh, Avante were injured in the game. You know, Avante didn't come back in, neither did Lane. Um, still evaluating through everything. Um, you know, we probably think they'll miss a little bit of time, um, but, you know, we'll never put a timetable on anybody. And so, you know, just it's early on in the process uh, here too with these guys. So want to get some more information back. But, you know, kind of looking that way, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and we'll see how the severity and how long how long it will be. As far as Jalen goes, it will be, you know, he, you know we'll, we'll see one day at a time here. He uh you know how much he wanted to play the other the other uh, last week, um, and how much he did to get his body ready. And again, with Jalen, it's just his body heals different than yours and mine, Josh. Right? He's he's going to be do everything that he can do to to get himself healthy. And uh, if he's healthy, he'll play. Well, that one is encouraging. At the end, if he's healthy, he'll play. They said that last week. There's two though, so we'll we'll see where Jalen Hurts is by the end of the week. I hope he plays. I want to clinch this thing on Sunday. Um, I'm not sure, though, if they're going to put him out there, if this might be Minshew again. But the Lane Johnson situation, you know, we talked with Howard about it earlier in the show. Um, we don't know how significant it is. It's an abdominal injury. I mentioned earlier, I, I had an abdominal injury about a year ago, and it lingered for months and months. I, I'm serious. It hurt, and I mean hurt when I just reached up in my closet to grab a sweatshirt. Like, it, they are tricky injuries, and everything you do uses your abdominal, right? You sneeze, you turn, you talk. It's just, it, you can't. It's it's only it's really hard to fully rest that kind of injury, you know. If you have a hand injury, 
you can rest it. Like you don't have to use your finger or your hand. You could use your other hand. You could, you know, it's 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 a kind of injury. You can rest it. You cannot not use your abdominal even in normal, just everyday life. It's hard. So that injury is tricky. What is going to be very interesting moving forward is how the Eagles handle the right tackle situation. I don't love Jack Driscoll. I don't think the guy's a turnstile. But do I want Jack Driscoll out there blocking, I don't know, Micah Parsons in the divisional round or blocking Nick Bosa in the NFC Championship game? Uh, to answer that question, the answer is no, I don't. Tucker, I, I think the Eagles need to go with their five best. Let, let's play it out. Let's say Lane Johnson is iffy to return this season. Like the, He's going to try. He'll push for it. He'll be very questionable for the divisional round, very questionable for the title game. It's a touch-and-feel thing. And let's also prepare for the idea that he might come back and re-injure this thing. Abdominal strains do not just go away overnight. I, I want the Eagles to start preparing – Jordan Mailata to move to right tackle and Andre Dillard to play at left tackle. In the summer, when we discussed the idea of Andre Dillard not being traded, didn't we, didn't we say this exact situation could happen? Now, I think we were discussing more Mailata getting hurt, but like a tackle goes down and you have a former first-round pick just sitting there collecting dust. I think their five best linemen, if you take lane out, includes Jordan Mailata. Uh, and, you know, saying you need a tackle, not an interior lineman. I think it includes Dillard playing over Driscoll. I think it definitely does. And if you go back to last year when he did play left tackle, he played really well. Like he made four starts in a row from week three to week six last right. year. He didn't allow a sack, right? He he allowed a total of eleven pressures in those four games, didn't allow a single sack. You go watch what he did. I, I thought he played extremely well. I, I think it's unfortunate for Andre Dillard. His career got off to such a rocky start here. I think he's found himself and unfortunately He's roadblocked by an Australian who weighs 350 pounds and is making close to $20 million. So, yeah, if Jordan Mailata is capable of moving over, because we know Andre Dillard just flat out can. He described it as trying to write with his left hand, and he was incapable of doing so. Right. If you can flip Jordan Mailata and get above average play, and Jordan Mailata, quite frankly, hasn't played that great on the left side this season. If he can play fine, I don't see why not. I, I think it would be a... a-, a- it wouldn't be as big of a downgrade as just dropping off from Lane Johnson to, to Jack Driscoll. Yeah, and I, I would think for this week, they'll probably just play Driscoll. It's, you know, it's only a week to prepare this whole thing. But if they clinch this week, that gives them three weeks. You know, they have the, the final game, which who cares about that game once they clinch. Uh, they'll have the wild card round and then the full week to prepare for the division round. I think it would give them three weeks to make that kind of switch. I think that's enough time to get everyone up to speed. I want the five best linemen out there, and I'm not convinced Driscoll gives you that if he's out there. 215-592-9494. And you look at the end of that game, the pressure that Minshew was facing last drive, that was pressure off of Driscoll's side. Like, he was getting beat to end that game. It didn't end in a sack, but it also ended in rushed passes that, that couldn't be completed. I'd rather play Dillard. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phones here. Steve in the Northeast is up on WIP. Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up, man? It's Scuba. Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. I just want to touch on a couple of them topics. Um, uh, first, uh, with the last caller, um, I just I feel like everybody's just losing faith. Like, uh, all these Eagles fans, I know they're diehard Eagles fans, including me, but all these Eagles fans are giving us a bad name, I think, because, uh, like, they, they throw in a towel as soon as something goes south. I'm not giving the Eagles their due credit on what's going on. Quez Watkins now? He's a whole nother story. Like, he's, he's been a problem, I think, for the team for a while. I understand he's young, but 
like holding these hold, Devontae Smith uh, seems like he's a lot lot smaller than he is. He, he weighs a lot less, and yet he's still able to hold these balls. I just feel like Quez's uh, will to want to play uh, is just like out the window. Yeah, it, you know, Quest can be frustrating at times, Steve, because he's obviously got great speed and he can make some big plays, but it's like he doesn't fight enough for that football. Like, that that first pick, he, he can't let that defender just jump in over his back. That's unacceptable. Right, right, yeah. And then, um, uh, and then with the, it's just, it's just with, also with the Eagles fans. Like, they, they, it's just they're giving us a bad name, I feel like, you know. Like, I got a lot of people, you know, oh, that's that's a typical Eagles fan, you know. They're, they're just going to start trashing them. And how do you think this this, this uh, you know, falls out onto the players? They hear this stuff. They listen. This is one of the, this is like one of the favorite stations to listen to. So they hear all this stuff, and it just, it, I feel like we're, we're taking a sail out of their wind when we start all this, you know, doubt in and everything like that. The Eagles are 13-2. and two. Like 13-2, and two, people. Come on. Yeah, I almost think that the the reaction this week, it's almost like pe- we almost were getting spoiled here. Like, you know, yeah. they, they lost the game. And, and, and to be honest, Steve, like, th- it took four turnovers and their backup quarterback playing to beat them. It wasn't like they got beat up on Sunday, Saturday. They just they right. shot I themselves they in the foot. Great. Yeah, they I, shot yeah the- I thought they played great. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought they played great. It's just, you know, we got a backup in there. He hasn't, he hasn't started all year. He went in there. He handled himself. I, I thought it was a good game. I expected what was what happened to happen. But believe me, when they come back here, it, they, I don't even think they're going to make it here. But I'm praying for the first time in my life that the Cowboys win so they could come back here just so we could kick their faces in. And I think that, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think they will. I mean, I, I think the Eagles will win this next matchup without question if they play again. Steve, you ready for explicit history? Yes, sir. All right, let's give him a moment here. 2022 moment. You tell us the uh, name that's bleeped out. So it's a 23-yard attempt. And spotlight's on. Spotted. Kicked. Up. And it is good! It's good! And with 145 remaining, the Eagles have the lead. 20-17. to 17. Steve, who made that kick? That is a place kicker. Uh, oh my god, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry because I just got excited. I'm driving. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> you know what? It's all right, Steve. And, and you know what? He, here's a hand. I appreciate it, buddy. He's not actually on the team right now, Steve. We appreciate the phone call. He is in the league, though. It's killing it in San Diego. He's going to make the play. He will be a playoff kicker for another team. How many game-winning kicks does that guy have this season? Two, at least. Right? I think he's won two games, like end-of-game game-winning kicks, I believe. One for the Eagles and one for the Chargers. He's 16 for 17 this year. 16 for 60 on extra points. And he's got a cool nickname. His name rhymes with his profession. Yeah. It, it's funny. If, if the Eagles win um, – the Super Bowl this year, he'll be like one of those kind of, we'll remember his name 10 years later, like, oh, yeah, remember when that guy won them a game? He wasn't even actually on the team more than, how long was he here, three, four weeks? Yeah, I mean, not even that. I mean, I think that that might be it. Was that just that one game? Just that one game. Week five at Arizona, two for two. And he was like the special teams player of the week or something like that. He was something of the week. They had a run of those across the. the Yeah, they won one like every week. Uh He's actually won special teams player of the week twice this year. He did it with the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the guy's had ex- ex- excellent and second in the NFL in a field goal percentage this year. I have a weird feeling that this guy's going to line up for a game-winning kick in a playoff game a couple weeks from now. You know, he's the only NFL player born in Hong Kong. I mean, we're just, we are. F- I mean, if that doesn't help you get the answer, I don't know what will. 
Right, everyone driving right now should just instantly yell out this guy's name. Oh, he gave it away. He gave it away with the Hong Kong reference. All right, let's talk to Ray in Morrison. Hey, Ray. I mean, anybody that doesn't know that was Dicker the Kicker is just like, I can't help you. I mean, he was here for, what, two two, two games? He was here for ten, he did, 10 minutes he was yeah, here for. Yeah. He was actually here for two games, I think. And, and when, you know, when our guy came back after his injury and missed that extra point, I'm sitting there thinking – we gave away kick, uh, the kicker. He's over in San Diego now. Got picked up that quick, and we should have kept him. You know, I, that was that was. I was like, I can't believe he just missed this 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 extra point. You know, the three point. Uh, you know, kick. And I said, I hope that we don't end up losing this game by one point because he missed. And I said, we should have kept the dicker, the kicker. But anyway, JoJo, listen, I hate it when we're right. The last thing you and I spoke about last week. We both said that we felt like the uh, Eagles were going to lose this game. Yep. And sure enough, and I said, I said, Joe, I, I, I just, <laughs> I said, I hope I'm wrong. And you said the same thing, but they lost. And, you know, you have had a, a slew of injuries on the heels of this game. Uh, but the blasphemy that Tom Kelly is talking about, like, you know, uh, Lane Johnson is more valuable to the team than, than, than uh, Jalen is just it is it's just blasphemy. It, it, like, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I love Tom, but that's that's crazy talk. I mean, Lane Johnson. Crazy talk. You don't see he's teams a right going tackle. Out he's a, first, a, he's a, a right round tackle. Draft pick, drafting in the first round, uh, first round draft, first overall pick, a right guard. Never. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you, you know that's 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 asinine. You know, and and let's be honest. I hear a lot of people gush over Lane Johnson, but the truth is, Lane Johnson hasn't completed a, a complete season in years, you know, between the, the, the mental health issues and injuries, you know, Lane Johnson is definitely a, a situation that they're going to, how is going to have to address this off season. I really believe they need to go out uh, with whatever kind of draft capital they have and address that position because honestly, it, it, for as good as he is when he plays, he's not somebody that you can count on for a full season. And he's shown that for the last uh, a few seasons. He's just not. He's not. He's not. He's not there for you every every game, every season. You know, and some of it's due to the the, the emotional issues or what have you. Uh, you know, not just physical. So I think that's something. That's a position they need to address in the offseason. You know, it's interesting, Ray. You bring that up because usually the Eagles, their mo is is they try to address these things a year before they have to, right? Like they'll kind of dra- they'll draft the heir apparent before the guy falls off a cliff or before it's over. And you you might be right on this. I mean, he is now, and he's still. We we know he's still a really good player. But we're talking about a 32 year old um, that now the last time Ray that Lane Johnson played 16 games in a season. I mean, and now it's 17. Obviously, is the full season. But right. uh, the the answer to that is 2015. I, I mean, That's a long it's a long time. time. <laughs> um, obviously, in 2020, he missed a lot of time because he got hurt. Uh, he's hurt again now. Last year, he missed some time with some personal issues. And then he had a suspension in 2016. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the truth is, he has not been – he's still a tremendous player, but not as – you can't count no. on it every week. He, he, yeah, Right. And, and when I hear – like I said, you just hear people gush. And I'm like, do these people actually watch football? Are they students of the game? Do they actually know – what they're talking about as opposed to just getting on a, a on a hot topic and just getting on a bandwagon and chirping. If you, if you know the history of this team 
and of this franchise and of Lane Johnson, you know that the guy hasn't been there for you for the last, what, seven or eight years. I mean, you're talking about back 2015? How long ago was that? It was eight years ago. Yeah, and I, know, so, so, so 2017, they, they rested their starters the last game. So we could count that one. So 2017, he, he was full the whole year. Okay, so but even still, so like you said, between the suspension, the emotional issues, and just being injured, you know, so that's like I said, I don't care how good a player you are, you you know, showing up is a hundred percent of it. You have to be there, available, and to be able to contribute. So, uh, just for whatever reason, he's not been consistent. So that's somebody you have to address. So you can never say that uh, 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 an offensive lineman is more important to any team than a, a, a starting quarterback. So, I mean, give, give me a break with that. But, you know, they did lose the game. You can't sit there and say that, well, I, and, I, and I've been listening ever since the game was over. So many people talking about, well, the Eagles only lost by like this for six points. And if this had happened and this had, but it didn't, folks. It didn't happen. They lost the game. It's not like uh, Gardner Minshew elevated the team to the point where they could overcome those deficits. They lost by 40 freaking points. The defense gave up 40 points. You're talking about Darius, big play, slay. No, you're not big play. You're big mouth. That's all you've done since you've been here, and you haven't done anything productive in the last five or six weeks. You know, you can't talk about uh, uh, this Scott Put throw him under the bus when you're missing plays. Yeah, that bothered me so that. much, right? It bothered me so it, it much. Bothered, that it, that. It, a lot of, John, you know, just so many things, JoJo, that you have to think about when it comes to what's going on right now. I hope this thing is not starting to come off the tracks uh, at this point uh, late in the season, you know, with the injuries and maybe some bad locker room uh, juju. We don't need that right now. We just need everybody to come together uh, do their assignments and, and and win some football games. But if Jalen can play, he needs to play. See, this was the problem. We've said this for the last couple of weeks. Oh, they only need to win one out of three. Well, guess what? They dropped last week, so we're done with that. Now you're talking about oh, well, we just need to win one of the next two. Well, we thought Gardner could beat the Cowboys. That didn't happen. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen, and it didn't happen. You and I knew better, but. This game with the Saints, no, you can't take anything for granted. And if Johnson's out, what makes you think that that loss is going to make Gardner Minshew a better quarterback? Oh, no, no. Jalen can help disguise some of those deficiencies. But you saw Gardner got chased out. He didn't run – you know, up the field, he ran out of bounds and yeah. didn't get any yardage. Well, so, they got I mean, the last couple of plays. I mean, I thought he actually kind of panicked a little bit too with the pressure. And right, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, I, I thought the pressure wasn't really about to get him. Uh, so that, especially that last one, I thought he he kind of threw the ball earlier than he had to. Yeah, I mean, look, Lane Johnson's a big loss. I mean, the, the numbers are are significant when Lane Johnson plays versus when he doesn't. Tucker, I know you tweeted the numbers yesterday in his career. It's it, it's it's weird. We don't usually attribute wins and losses to right tackles. In fact, I don't think anyone but Lane Johnson we do that with. But it is pretty stark when he plays versus when he doesn't since he was drafted. It's like it's remarkably different. Yeah, they're 83 and 50 when he plays and 12 and 22 when he doesn't. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think some of that the 2020 year we could maybe throw out from that because they were just a bad team that year anyway. But go back to uh, what was it, 2016? Yeah, I mean, 2016, they were what, 3 and 1 when he left and they went 2 and 10. In the games he missed, and then he came back. And he came back, and they won two more games. Yeah, that 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 kind of showed you he was very important. He's very important. Um, I didn't hear TK's take on that. I mean, I I disagree. I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts is, is more important than any any position player in the team that's not a quarter. He's the quarterback. Um, but but I do think 
just like in 2017, the Eagles are uniquely situated to have depth on the offensive line. I mean, they had a depth of quarterback then, too, and they have depth now. I mean, Gardner Mitchell's not a bad quarterback, but they're uniquely situated. They have a former first-round pick. Again, I, I know we don't love Andre Dillard here in Philadelphia. He is a first-round pick, and as Tucker mentioned earlier, he didn't play bad last year when he played. Now, does it upset continuity a little bit? Yeah, because you know most likely they would go Dillard at left tackle and put my lot at right tackle. But I, I'm willing to take that chance. Like we trust Jeff Stoutland, right? The Stoutland University thing. We trust Stoutland. Okay, I trust Stoutland. Well, here, here's the bottom line with Jeff Stoutland: get him a couple weeks to get this thing, you know, revved up to speed, and I, I think they'll be just fine. I, I'm, I'm not worried about this offensive line, and I think Dillard, if you know, if Lane's going to miss. A lot of time. And I don't know. We don't we don't have a diagnosis yet. I mean, there's a chance that he tries to play by the time we get to the playoff game. And then you don't have to worry about changing everything around. But I, I think it's enough time to figure it out. They may go Driscoll. I'd rather move my line to right tackle and, and play, you know, play Andre Dillard at left tackle. Let's talk to Chuck in Mount Airy. Hey, Chuck. Yo, Dillio. What's the Dillio? How we doing tonight, Chuck? Hey, man, I normally don't call twice in one day, man. But I, I, I'm a little bit uh, – I need you talking off the ledge. Okay, man. okay. You know, I mean, I I got some concerns, man. You know, and and one of them, I keep hearing people say, "Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, the, they turned the ball over four times." Okay, the offense is going to turn the ball over, right? But isn't the defense job to keep the opposing offense from getting an end zone, right? It is, so no, but, but it is. A, it's harder when you get the short fields, right? Like if you know, if it's a normal possession, the other team gets the ball in the twenty, twenty-five, thirty. You got a better chance than they're getting the ball at the fifty, right? It's harder. But they got to score touchdowns on every one of them, Joe. No, they don't. No, they do not. I mean, I, you know, you hold them to three points on just two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, yeah. we win this game. You're right. You're right you know, that. I, the, the offense is going to turn the ball over. I mean, it, no offense is perfect. So your defense is supposed to be stout enough. But you put have a great defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon, great guru of defensive coordinator he got. He's supposed to have a scheme to where the team don't score touchdowns on every turnover. You know, even on one of them, if they would have held them to three points, they, I think I believe they scored touchdowns on each one of them. Maybe one of them they didn't, but they scored touchdowns on majority of them. Well, Chuck, it's crazy. It's seven. crazy how similar the Washington game were was to this game, right? The, the turnovers led to points almost every time. It's it's like you know they 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 buckled when things got tight there. Yeah, but Joe, let me ask you this, right? I mean, do you really believe in Jonathan Gannon? I mean, I, you know, I I, I believe really... I believe he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's great. I don't think you know he's going to scheme up them to win the Super Bowl by himself. But I think most weeks he's his his scheme works. Most weeks Yo. this works. Yo, he's going to cost us, man. He's going to cost us greatly. I mean, he's he's going to cost us greatly every time we go up against a good quarterback. Not even a great quarterback, a good quarterback with half a decent name. We come up short. You know what I mean? And 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 the thing about with Slay, right? Here's the thing with Slay. You know what I mean? I, you know, and, and, and I'm not set at Slay, too, for calling a guy out. That's, you should never do that. You're a captain. But Slay is a better man, man-on-man defender. You play to the strengths of your defense. You don't see D'Amico Ryan out there having Fred Warner, you know, you know, blitz the quarterback all the time. Or, you know right, what I mean? Right. He's good in coverage, man. You know what I mean? You've got to play to the strengths of, of your team. And I don't think Jonathan Gannon does that. There's no reason why CeeDee Lamb, should have been just hit, hit in the slot and, and, and been catching all those balls the way he did, man. At that point, you say, you know what, Slay? 
that's your man. Wherever he goes, you follow him. You are best corner. Do the same thing you did with Justin Jefferson. That was too easy of a game plan for Dallas to do. Now, maybe he was holding off because we might have to see him again in the playoffs. I don't know. But it was too simplistic, man. You were supposed to have your best guy follow that guy around so he won't kill you. We had defensive coordinators in years past. The reason why we keep going back to these guys, Jim Johnson, Buddy Ryan, because they did not allow the best player in the opposing team to kill you. You have to have somebody else on the offense, opposing offense, kill us. Not, not Randy Moss, not Terrell Owens, yep. not Marshall Falk. Well, you're right. You know, I mean? Chuck, you're right. Else. You know what? Here's he the, do that. Here's the reality. And Chuck, you know, I always appreciate your call. Hope you have a great night. Here's when we're going to find out the real truth about Jonathan Gannon. It wasn't this past Saturday. I, I don't believe it was. Not with the four turnovers, not with third straight road game. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be January 29th when it's Kyle Shanahan on the other side, and can they stop those guys with Brock Purdy at quarterback? Can they stop? I don't, and obviously, Purdy's not the driving force. It's all those weapons. And potentially, it's going to be in a Super Bowl. Can he find a way to slow down Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and all his guys or Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all those receivers? I mean, that, isn't that what we're going to really find out? Is Jonathan Gannon up to the task? Like, I, I don't think – and as far as any time they play a good quarterback thing, doesn't it feel like we keep moving the goalposts on that? Who's the best quarterback they faced this year? Dak? Okay. And they didn't play well. Who's the second best quarterback they faced this year? Is it Cousins? They dominated him. Rodgers? They play. I mean, I don't, what would you say Rodgers in that game? I don't think he was great. They moved the ball at the end. He threw a pick, right? He was okay in that game, Rodgers. What about your boy Goff? I mean, this year, sure. And they did well against Jared Goff, right? His pass rating was probably under 90, 80 maybe. They were pick six. Who else? Kyler, I guess, at that point, you know, before he got hurt. I, I mean, I, we can't say every time they play a good quarterback because they've played three or four or five, you'd say, good quarterbacks. They really haven't faced any great quarterbacks this year. It's just the way the schedule's laid out. We're, and I, when, is it, when are they going to see a great quarterback? The Super Bowl. Yeah, like, there aren't any great quarterbacks in the NFC. No. I, at I, least not on their roster. No, I don't think the, the, the Dak's going to do what he did against them again in the playoffs. The, we won't know. I mean, how far has he come? How far has his defense come? A- ask me on February 13th at about 10 p.m. if they're in that game because I-, I think the odds are they'll play a great quarterback if they're in the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Italia Hop aboard. Explicit history. We'll give you a moment. 2022 moment in Philadelphia sports. You tell us what the name and who the name is that bleeped out. We'll come back. The area they really missed, J- Jalen Hurts. I, I want to go back to this because I-, I think it really – it showed in a lot of ways. All your phone calls. But are you worried? Our last caller, Chuck, is worried. I'm not worried about the Eagles. We'll discuss it on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Coming up nine, Ben Brown is going to join us. Pro Football Focus will react to the end of the Sixers game a little later on. I do want to give some thoughts on the uh, the Craig Kimbrell signing to the Phillies. We'll hit that as well coming up. But, um, you know, when it comes to the Eagles here, we have explicit history, great moments filled off sports last year. We'll play those for you. Tell us the name that is bleeped out. But one part I just think that's been overlooked from the game on Saturday is, and this is where I think they really felt Jalen Hurts' absence, they couldn't run the ball. And I'm not even talking about the, the yards Jalen Hurts would have had. I mean, obviously he would have run for whatever, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. I mean, he runs for a lot, and it's different each game. I just thought the run game was so much less effective. Like, 
doesn't it feel when Hertz is in there, the run in the pass game, it's almost the same thing. It's all one offense, and it's like the, the defense doesn't know what's coming. They still threw the ball relatively effectively with Minshew. Different, but effective. They couldn't run the ball, and, and I thought it was primarily because it was very easy to defend the run. Like, you're not worried about Gardner Mitchell. I know he had the one quarterback stake for the touchdown, but you're not worried about the quarterback in the run game. I thought it made them very easy to defend in the run game, and I thought the lack of the of the run game being as good as it usually is, it made them really just one-dimensional on offense. And I thought their time of possession wasn't what it usually is. They didn't hold the ball for as long as you know they usually do on drives. It was it was a different kind of Eagles offense. I know they scored twenty seven, and what are they average this season? About twenty eight anyway. So it's like it wasn't that far off. I thought there was something different, and it hurt the overall flow of the game. Like they missed Jalen Hurts calming things down. I don't think they have four turnovers if Hurts is in there, and I thought their run game really struggled. I mean, it made me like re- like the whole thing we discussed last week. Miles Sanders re-signing him. What did Miles Sanders look like without Jalen Hurts on Sunday? Pedestrian? Yeah, just like a guy. I mean, the run game goes because the defense has to account for the quarterback. It's not because they're accounting for the running back. And the fumble, like, I'm not, not re-signing Miles Sanders over, over a fumble, but are we? If we're, we're one more fumble away from I don't trust Miles Sanders late in the game anymore. Like, we're, we're, we're training there. It's two straight weeks. And you know how this stuff works, but aren't running backs like relief pitchers in baseball? It starts happening with these fumbles, and then they get it in their heads. Yeah, it's a big mental thing. Yeah. He fumbles one more time. He sits down in the fourth quarter of playoff games. That's just the way it's going to be. Let's talk to John in Delaware. What's up, John? Hey, Joe. Love the show. Thank you, John. What's Um, up tonight? What are you thinking? Hey, you know what? Um, I think you're right. With Minshew, Dallas just wanted – they took the run game away and said, hey, we're going to let Minshew try to beat us. And that's – you know, he was able to throw it, but they didn't win. Right, and they had the they had the four total turnovers. Right, right, two in the passing game. It's it um it made it just felt like it made them very one dimensional the way the game went on Saturday. So I really think they're going to play Hurts this weekend. They they need him to play. They can't afford another loss and have all the pressure on the last game. So he's going to play. He'll take it easy. They'll win, and uh, everything's cool. So who do we li- who lines up for us in the in the playoffs? So, we, we're going to get a first round bye. Yep. Um, so, right. so if chalk holds, right? If if all the the the, the lower seed or higher seeds win, like the favorites win, they would yeah. get the winner of the four five matchup, which would almost surely be Dallas against the NFC South winner. So let's say Dallas Tampa Bay. The winner of that would likely uh, come here in the second round. Okay. Now, if there's an upset, John, like if you know the seven seed or the six seed upsets the Niners or upsets the Vikings, then then that team would likely come here. So we're talking about, you know, the Giants or the the Packers or the Lions, so they, like one of those they're teams. One, because they're number one, they'll get to play the lowest remaining seed. Is Ex- that how it exactly. works? Exactly. Yep. It's it's not like a right. it's not like it's like a bracket. It's like they'll get the lowest seed left after the first round. Exactly. Cool. So it's most likely going to be Dallas and then uh Minnesota and San Francisco are the other two higher seeds yep. and we'll end up with one of those two. Yeah, if I had a guess, I would think it's going to be Eagles Niners in the NFC title game. That feels like we're trending too. Yeah. All right, we'll appreciate it. You got it, John. I Have appreciate. Have a great night. You want to play explicit history before you go? I got a roll. Thanks. All right, you got it, John. I appreciate. It. John's a busy guy. I appreciate him calling in. Yeah, I mean, if I have felt for a while, it's going to be the Eagles and the Niners, and 
I mean, not nothing I've seen from the 49ers since Brock Purdy got in there has made me feel any different. I mean, also, they're kind of set up pretty well on their side of the, the – you kind of look at the how the playoffs might set up. I mean, the Niners are going to be the two or the three. So they're going to play, I don't know, the Giants in the first round or, you know, maybe the Packers in the first round or one of those kind of teams. And then the second round, they'll probably get the Vikings, who are maybe the most fraudulent – 11-win team I've ever seen. The Vikings have 11 wins by a single score. No one's ever done this in NFL history. I know it's Brock Purdy, but I think they have a pretty good path to get here for the title game. Would you rather have their path or the Eagles' path? I mean, I'd rather be home the whole time. Would you rather have to beat the Cowboys and 49ers at home, or would you rather get to go on the road and, and play... Minnesota in the divisional round. Yeah, and then maybe have to come here, right? right. I'd still rather have the Eagles' path, but I, I don't think the Niners' path is is that difficult. And I'm not, I still don't know if Purdy's been tested, but he also hasn't given any reason to believe he's just going to turn back into a pumpkin like he's. But Brock he, Purdy can't go to the Super Bowl, right? Doesn't if doesn't this feel like 2017 all over again? Like is Case Keenum really coming here and beating the Eagles in a title game? That was my whole confidence going into that title game. Like, I know the Vikings are good. They had a historic third-down defense. Yeah, There's no way Case Keenum's going on the road and winning the NFC title game. Now, does it make you feel any different than this guy's led by Shanahan and that team was led by Mike Zimmer? No, because Shanahan's never won anything in the uh, playoffs that's either. That's true. That's true. I mean, he's a, he's a good offensive mind, obviously, but it's true. He's never won anything significant either. Yeah, I just I feel like this is coming down to Jonathan Gannon against Kyle Shanahan and Jonathan Gannon against Brock Purdy. And, like... If he gets torched by Brock Purdy, Gannon can never show his face in Philadelphia again. Those are the rules. I mean, those are the rules. If he stops them and they get to a Super Bowl, it's a different story. Let's talk to Steve in Egg Harbor Township. Hey, Steve. Well, I will say Shanahan's got the two Super Bowls, and he could have won both of them. So, I mean, Max, he should have won one of them with the uh, Atlanta Falcons as Quinn is the coach. But what I want to talk about is Gannon, and he's going to be the reason, in my opinion, if we don't go to the Super Bowl. You cannot sit in his own all game long and let somebody pick you apart. We have two cover corners that get paid, I think, anywhere from 24 to $26 million, who are supposed to be two of the best cover corners, and you let C.D. Lamb run loose through your, through your zone. Zone is to cover an area, not to cover a person, and that's for weak defenses. We're supposed to have two of the best corners. Why are we not up on, corner, on, their, on their best receivers? Because that's what we're going to be playing in the playoffs, better receivers, Better teams, and the team that fears the 49ers because that Minnesota team who came in in 2017 did not even remotely have the defense of the 49ers. Well, no, that, that 49ers defense is ridiculous. I mean, it, that's that's their calling card. They are a great defense. And, that, that I mean, that matchup, Steve, you know, can they block Bosa? Can they block those guys? I don't know. We're, we'll, and D'Amico Ryan. Not without Lane the Johnson there, they can't. Yeah, when I was when I saw the injury and, and I, you know, we kind of realized he's going to be out a while. That was what I thought of. Can, can they possibly get him back? Because they're going to need him in that game. No doubt, they're going to have to have at least a, a tight end on the opposite side mm-hmm. chipping in with Bosa because that guy, that guy's an absolute stud. Oh, he's the defensive player of the year. No question about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I mean, like, I don't understand why more people aren't talking about the zone defense. The zone defense. I mean, Gannon sat there in his zone defense the whole game and let them pick us apart. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. And on the third and thirty, I mean, you know, obviously, I'm sorry. I'm up on guys, man. I am a pressure type. Even you have to blitz all the time, but 
If you have two great cover corners, get in the faces. We are one of three teams that shut down Jefferson this year. Yep. The other one was Dallas, and the other one I can't remember. But because we got in Jefferson's face, and if he broke free, we had somebody else to pick him up. And that's what you do to great receivers. You don't let C.D. Lamb run through. I didn't see anybody hardly near him most of the time. Well, no, he was open by a lot. I mean, he, he was there. And Steve, we appreciate the phone call. You know, you know what's interesting about the twenty-four for twenty-four against zone coverage? I, I wonder. I wonder if the Eagles think of that as a defect of their defense, or is it almost like you know when you watch an NBA game and a team shoots the lights out from downtown? Like, can they really do that again? Like, if the Cowboys come in here again, is Jonathan Gannon's defensive plan going to be a thousand percent different, or are they going to say? Yeah, you're not going to shoot 100% from three again. I'm sure they tweak things a little yeah. bit and maybe go to more man and disguise their coverage a little differently, but you're not going to necessarily change your stripes based on that, that one instance. Just like in the NBA, right? Like you, you get a team shoots lights out against you. The odds are they can't. I mean, again, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, and he's having, you know, but he's also, you know, he's never done that before. He had he had one of his best games of his career in this game. Twenty four for twenty four against zone defense is ridiculous. I, you know, I would love to go back to the the third and thirty and replay. I think you can replay that play third and thirty a hundred times. How many times do they get that? One. I mean, has it happened in the NFL in years? Yeah, I looked at. It, I think it's the fifth longest third down conversion since nineteen ninety four. It has, it's almost an accident. Like, like you have to, like you have to have a complete breakdown, which they did. I mean, they admitted it was a. People breakdown. miss Jim Schwartz's uh, sticks defense. Oh, what would you rather have the sticks or the or the zone defense? Whatever one backed up. I would have rather given up, you know, twenty five yards on third and thirty than than forty. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you could kind of see it as that play was developing when Prescott kind of pumped and moved to his left, and then you saw T. Y. Hilton streak it up the left side. I was like, oh no! Did you forget T. Y. Hilton was a cowboy? Because I did. I remember it happened when they signed him like two weeks ago, right? When they didn't get Beckham, they signed him. But I, but he, but did he make a play before that in the game? I don't think so. Yeah, that, so I, I kind of forgot he was involved in the game until I saw him run down the field and make that catch, and I was just like, oh my gosh, how does that happen? Let's talk to Mike in Exton. What's up, Mike? Hello, Joey. How are you, Mike? Doing well, buddy. How are you? Dude, I just drove off the side of the road because of that Ray's phone call. That wasn't Ray Dinger, was it? It was not. At least as far as we know, it was not Ray. Oh. Okay, I enjoyed his health analysis of Lane Johnson, specifically mental health. However, has he looked at the last two years of his quarterback? What, you mean in terms of him staying healthy? Correct. Yeah, he, he's a question mark as well, staying healthy. No question. He sort of missed that, and I wasn't happy about that. But anyway, I did not call for that. I generally called. I want to congratulate you. It's going to be very interesting with you and Hugh. But I also want to tell you that the reason I started listening to your show years ago is because of your producer and the give and take you have with each other. It's tremendous. And I am severely going to miss it. I don't call the shows in during the day, but I will be listening. What's happening to Tucker? Uh, Tucker is uh, part of the mix to potentially join us in the midday. So I, I don't have all the details on that. That's uh, it, It's above my head how this whole thing goes, but you know how I feel about Tucker. Tucker knows how I feel. He's, he's been a great producer with me. So we'll see. When we have an announcement for that, we'll tell you, Mike, all right? And, Joe, you also have to know that a lot of things are over your head. Uh, well, anything above six feet. I'm like 5'11 <laughs> and a half. So anything above fully six. <laughs> And finally, finally, we'll always have the baseball game in August at CBP. I had so much fun. 
You know, it's one of my favorite things we've done here at WIP. <laughs> Listen, we're, eventually we're going to go to a Phillies game, all right? Eventually, Mike, we will do it. I'm going to be on you, and you know that. I know, I know. Mike, you have a good night. I appreciate it. Mike has not let that go. He has not. Again, that was not really our fault. No, and maybe one day when you work on a show that actually has a budget, you might have the ability to do that. I, I think the best way when things go wrong on this show is to blame the budget and to blame those above us. The lack of the budget has really hamstrung this show over the last three years. So speaking of budgets, um, we promised when we in the summer, another thing we promised was we did a WIP evening show league, right, a, a fantasy football league, and we promised the winner would get a prize. Full disclosure, we never actually secured a prize. Like we didn't. You know, like we didn't have one locked down. Guess who won the league? Was it you? I won. So we don't have to worry about the prize. Well, I had a backup prize. Oh, well, can I have it? In full disclosure, I offered it to you before the season. You turned it down. What was it? It was the professionally framed portrait of you that I used to have hanging in my old house. No, see, I don't need this. I don't want this. I know what I look like. I don't need a, a, a photo of myself. You have a lot more hair in that picture than you do now. I do, yeah. Um... A remembrance of better times. Uh, I guess. I, 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 I mean, my hair was fine then. It didn't bother me, but I also like felt like I was balding on top and it was uncomfortable. So this way, at least it's even across the board. It makes me feel better about it. But anyway, I don't want that framed. It's, it's Tucker, I mean, for you, wonder, everyone wondering what he's talking about. So we had professional photos done. That, that we don't do these very often in radio. It's, I've never done it. Because it was like a month before I started here. Five, about four or five years ago, I would say. Um, we did these, so it was pretty early on in me doing this show, the evening show. And yes, I had I had more hair then because uh, I, I wasn't shaving my head. I was just cutting it short. So, yeah, so they so they made these photos of us. Um, and, and they were they were nice. I mean, the one of Howard is sitting here in the room, but in the room with me. But eventually they, the cutouts went to the Phillies. I uh, went to Citizens Bank Park during the pandemic year. And then, for some reason, these were framed. Were these on the wall in the sales department of our old building? In the old building. Yeah. I never understood why they did that. It was weird. Because they had, like, all the day parts lined up. And you had, like, Marks and Reese looking like the cover of the <laughs> Step Brothers movie. <laughs> yes. I, you know what's weird about it? They, they never have um, framed photos of the salespeople on our side of the building. We should start that. You walk over there, start taking pictures of them. What are you doing? Just for the walls. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so... When we moved here, I guess the sale, I mean, it's a different kind of layout here at, at this um, building compared to our, our old place. I guess they didn't want our photos on the walls anymore. There's not as many walls. You know, it's not as, it's just different. I think they just left them at the old place. Well, how'd they end up here? That one ended up here because on our last day at the old place, Jack Fritz told me to grab it. So you took mine home. So I took it home and forgot about it for a while. And now it's here and now it's back here sitting over there in that office. So here's a, um, a little inside WIP. So everyone kind of comes in, they do their thing, they go home. Right? Most of us don't have offices. Right? We don't have that kind of space. It's more open, um, what do they call it? open concept the way this is over here? It's not like offices. So like, there's not a place to put our things. So when silly stuff comes in here, it often just sits here and doesn't move. For example, there was a coffee cup. A Wawa coffee cup on that little table. Five. Is it feet. still there? No, it, it's it's eventually gone. It, it was there. I'm telling you for eight months. So this framed photo of me that Tucker for some reason had in his, had in his home for months. It will not move from here for years. No, no one will touch it. It just will sit there. I don't want it. I'm not taking it. So for for whoever it was, I forget the um, listener's name that finished second to me in our WIP evening show fantasy league. That's what you would have won. What did I finish? 
Uh, I mean, I I was looking for you in the playoffs. Uh, I don't even know. What, what was your team name here? Tucker's, I think it was just Tucker's terrific team. Oh, my goodness. 2-11? I won a second game. What did you do here? This to be a- honest, I forgot about the team for a number of weeks. What an abysmal showing. It was a bad it was a bad showing by me. Yeah, I won this thing. Um my t- here here's how we won it. Here was the the final roster. Burrow, uh Gabe Davis, Mike Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey and Najee Harris was your um your championship squad to finish off a uh, a fantasy title. Is it kind of weird when one of us wins it? I feel like the listener should have won. It is odd. Yeah, it like was, you started this game and you won it. I mean, I didn't rig it. I just my team just happened to score more points. Um, it's just kind of weird. Anyway, uh, that would have been the prize, and that's the way things work around here at WIP. Let's qu- quickly grab Gary uh, here on from Whitehall. What's up, Gary? Hey, uh, congratulations there, Joey G. Thank you, and, Gary. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned about fantasy football. Who won? The, who won it previous? Uh, I forget. I don't was, know. That, I don't... was that a listener in Gary? It was a while ago. Yeah, I forget. That was a while ago, yes. My, yes. Me- my memory goes sometimes on those yes. holidays. Yeah. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Gary. How was your holidays? Very good. Uh, very good. I hope yours as well. Um, hey, um, after the last, I was telling Tucker, the last couple of weeks there, I'm not sure I'm going to re-sign the standards again, unless I can get them at a bargain price. Oh, I mean, I'm Gary, Gary, I'm with you. I mean, look, he's a good player, but I – I don't want to. First of all, I don't like paying running backs a second contract. And second, I just I think we saw Saturday without Jalen there to open up the holes for him. He he didn't do anything special on Saturday. Well, I was I was also telling Tucker that one thing they lacked in going into this year is they didn't have that power back. They didn't have that Glarer Blunt or um, Jordan Howard. They they had nobody to go up the middle. Yeah, Gary, their best power back is is Jalen Hurts. Exactly, and you know. you know, I think that was the right call, him not playing. Um, you couldn't risk that. Your more important goal is um, February and in Arizona. Right. However, you have to play him this week if he's, a- is he- if he's able to. Um, you have to. This is a must win. I don't may- Maybe for the first half and then coast into it, but you have to play him this week because you need this win for the-, for the two dynamic reasons. One is the number one seed and two, to knock Saints down for a better draft pick the next year. And you know, Gary, Jalen's going to push to play. I mean, we, we kept hearing he was pushing to play last week. So right. I, I think there's a real chance he, he gets himself on the field this week. And I'm not scared about the Niners. I'm not scared about anybody in the NFC East. I mean, the, like you said, the Vikings, come on. You want to talk about how, how a team can, you know, skate, skate through opportunity after opportunity – and, and, and just you know, slither by people. It, it's ama- It's amazing. Um, I'm not worried about them at all. Um, and I think uh, Jonathan Schwartz needs to go back and play man defense. I know you're lacking uh, CJ in the back, and you know, safety wise. But you need to go with with Slay and and uh, Bradbury, man to man. They are the two best cover corners in the league, and you need to play them. You know, man to man. Yeah, and I, I, I would imagine the next matchup they have, and Gary, we appreciate it, the next time they play each other. If they do see Dallas again, it'll be a little different. I, I do think that will happen. But let's not forget, Maddox went down. Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson not back there. Like they're not whole. I, 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 I had this defense has been too good this year. Sixty-one sacks, all the takeaways. I can't. 
just destroy them and say, they, you know, I'm worried now after one bad day on a third straight road game. 215-592-9494 to hop in. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Ben Brown, pro football focus, joins us next. We'll ask him, should we, should we be worried about the Eagles after the loss to the Cowboys? That's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.